Go ahead and give that praise to the Lord. Go ahead and warm it up a little bit. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Look at somebody and say, you always look better when you come to the house of God. I saw one of you look like you was trying to pick out which one looked better. I don't know. So good to be with you here. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to preach a little while. The Word of the Lord, a, sun, a, a snowy, cold, wintry day in Bethlehem. But it's nice and warm in here. Isn't it feel good in here? Amen. I, I heard about uh, somebody told a pastor, say that was a warm message. And he was, his head was getting big because he was getting bragged on, he thought, until they explained what that meant. And that meant not so hot. So uh, I hope we have more than a warm message today. I hope the Lord heats it up in here, don't you? Amen. Welcome, welcome all of our guests and some we haven't seen in a while. My, it's so good to see you back here in the house of the Lord with us and you out there in internet land. We welcome you into the presence of God. The Holy Ghost is in this house today. No telling what's going to happen before we leave. Isn't that right? We've said that many times, and many times we've seen so many wonderful things happen. We couldn't even uh, order it hardly, could we? But God knows what he's doing. Acts 4.31, one verse. Acts 4.31 for a little while here today. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness I know the title I'm about to give you doesn't seem like it matches that particular verse but I think you'll find out it does before it's over today my title is how long has it been since your Pentecost. How long has it been since your Pentecost? You may be seated. Peter and John had been put in hold by the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees for preaching the name of Jesus and seeing the lame man at the gate, beautiful hill. Chapter Three, I believe, tells us about that. And then this chapter here, we find that 5,000 more people were added to the church, added to them. The day of Pentecost had fully come. There had been many Pentecost, if you will, before this day of Pentecost. But Pentecost hadn't, the day of Pentecost hadn't fully come until the Spirit of God was pouring out upon that 120 that were in the upper room. Thank God for that upper room experience, that Pentecostal experience, that apostolic experience. I am glad to say to you today that this is an apostolic church. 
If we preach any other gospel than that which we have preached, let, Paul said, let them be accursed. I'm still glad we preach water baptism in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost tongue talking, living for God, a holy way of life, because I don't want to be accursed. Amen. So Pentecost had happened two chapters earlier, if you will, when they were gathered in the upper room. This, this, uh, this reading here of Acts 4.31 said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. This was one of the many times the Holy Ghost was poured out in the book of Acts days, one of many times. Though these disciples had received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, yet they were capable of receiving more. And what they did receive on the day of Pentecost did not rule out the necessity of frequent supplies of the Holy Ghost on emergent occasions. Now, they had just been put in hold, and they were restrained, and uh, they were per persecuted for the gospel's sake. So what do we do now? We gather back together, and we have another prayer meeting. I got news for you. It's not going to get any better for the church in this world till Jesus comes. The enemy knows his time is short. So he's going to do everything in his power to stop the flow of the Holy Ghost in our lives and to stop the flow of revival. But I got news for the devil. You back us up in a corner. We're going to come out fighting. We're going to come out worshiping. We're going to come out witnessing. We're going to come out with the biggest revival we've ever had. Don't you believe that? Hallelujah. Ah, oh, Yes. The Bible says they went back to their own company. I'm glad I'm in good company today. I'm glad I'm in company of the believers. I'm not just going to any so-called place of worship, but I'm going, Jesus said, they that worship him, not them, but Jesus said they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not good enough just to go worship somewhere if they just have the spirit. They must, oh Lord, I didn't know I was gonna say that, but the Holy Ghost is here. I'm glad I'm in our own company today that we worship God in spirit and we got the truth to match it. Woo! Come on, it's time to have a little church here today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What do we do now? The apostles are saying, we go back to our own company. They got to praying. And I like the terminology of Scripture. They, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The place was shaken. Oh, God, give us another move of God in Bethlehem where we can feel the place being shaken. Yeah. Was in California the other day and they talked about earthquakes and how they happen and how they shake the place. Well, I was in one. I'm telling you, the light fixtures, <laughs> the chandeliers were moving. Dishes were rattling. I got up out of my seat, I promise you. 
I was heading outdoors because I didn't want whatever was going to fall to fall on me. If I was outside, I could at least run from it. But in there, the place was shaken. But I'm not talking about an earthly earthquake. I'm talking about a heavenly earthquake moving among us on the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. I feel something, brother. I feel something in this place. My daughter called me from California this week, and we were talking, and she said, I had a dream. And I'm thinking, what about? And she said, I dreamed that you were in the pulpit waving your arms or whatever and shouting and saying, there's waves of glory moving across this place. And she said, I looked online. I started watching Bethlehem service and you were up there saying, there are waves of glory. I want to tell you, I'm feeling it moving from one side of this place to the other. Hallelujah. They were filled with the Holy Ghost again. I've got it a long time ago, but I want it again today. My Lord, neither apostle nor private Christian can subsist in the divine life without frequent influences from on high. When that baby is born, that umbilical cord is clipped and tied off. It's released, if you will, from its mother. Oh, hallelujah. And when we get baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost, the umbilical cord of this earth is clipped from us. Woo! He that the Son hath made free is free indeed. I'm not tied to this world anymore, but I gotta have a lifeline coming from above. Woo! The Bible called it the Holy Ghost. Sit down from heaven. Oh, hallelujah. It's time for somebody right now. Go ahead and lift up your hands. You can talk in tongue right now, wherever you are. Waves of glory. One commentary said the wind shook the Holy Ghost wind. Two chapters after Pentecost, the Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I am simply saying how long has it been since your Pentecost? Peter and John and the multitude that was with them, right there they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, I'm about to get under somebody's crawl here right now. Somebody said, well, I got it 30 years ago. I hadn't talked in tongues since then. Why? Who said you had to stop at a one-time experience? Come on. Brother Don Johnson's wife, Sister Johnson, said not one experience will keep you indefinitely. 
I'm telling you one more time, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get the Holy Ghost again. Hallelujah. Parsons, Tennessee, 2012 at Brother Cottrell's wake. Brother Cottrell pastored the church in Parsons where Sister Pat and I used to date a little bit. I think she asked me out over there one time. Not really. It was the other way around. But we used to date at that camp meeting and go out after and ride the hills and and uh, do whatever you're supposed to do on dates, not what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> but uh, that area, I was up there at that funeral, and I took some time with Brother Mike and Sister Joyce uh, after that funeral or during that wake, and uh, I noticed he had a different vehicle than the, than the nice Cadillac he had the last time I saw him. And, and he began to tell me his car had changed and began to tell me about a trip to Texas or New Mexico or somewhere when his car started giving him some problems. It was seemed like it was missing a little bit. So he talked to the Cadillac dealer and, and said, put some higher octane gas in it and, 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 and maybe smoothed out for a little bit of time. But he started on home on this trip and it started missing more. The check engine light came on, but no oil light. Sounded like a lock wagon, he said. He got him a room that night, found a mechanic shop. The mechanic told him that there was no oil in the motor. He had had the oil changed three weeks before the trip. Not a long trip. Everything should be fine. It wasn't, the car wasn't smoking. There was no apparent leaks. The AC worked fine. It rode good. The electric windows went up and down. The locks were fine. The seats were fine. But there was no oil in the car. Come on, let me tell you something. You may think you can get along for a while. But I'm telling you, somebody in this place, oh, Lord. Pastor, you, you asked me to preach, what, Thursday morning or something, and and, and, and uh, a, lot, a lot of times, you know how it is, you, you wonder over messages and you wonder what should I preach. And about, about when somebody asked me to preach for them, that right then I start wondering what I'm going to preach about. But I was praying across here, and it looked like God somehow, another just put this. And, and I began to look on, on some notes I had in, in the office, and boom, it hit me. I want to tell you something. Somebody in this place today or somebody out yonder sitting on your couch, today may need this message because your motor's going to tear up if you don't get some oil in your vessel. It may seem like you're going along fine. Everything's good. No problems. No difficulties. I can still feel a little of the Holy Ghost, but somebody here need today to check your oil. Somebody ought to, oh no, you ought not wait till I get through preaching before you throw up your hands or run to this altar or get down beside your bed somewhere in your room today and pray through to the Holy Ghost because you're going to get stranded out yonder somewhere between life and eternity. About two, about several years ago now, we have a Skag, Skag uh, uh, zero turn lawnmower. It started running rough. 
took it to the dealer. The dealer said, the oil is low or it's no oil. Bought a new motor, $2,500, $3,000. Mowed about a year on it. Whoever mows, it's bad when there's a bunch of mowers, people mowing because nobody, everybody thinks everybody else is checking the oil, you know. And uh, so, uh, so uh, mowed about a year with it, started having some problems like the old other one did. Took it back. They said the whole oil hadn't been changed since you bought it. Had to buy a new one. Come on, let me tell you what I'm saying. Anybody know where I'm going today? You can't go very long without saying, God, reassure me, Lord, that thou art mine. Let me feel your spirit one more time. Come on, I don't want to leave this place without feeling him one more time. Come on, you know what the evidence of the Holy Ghost is? There's a lot of fruit of the Spirit, but there's the evidence of the Holy Ghost is talking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Somebody ought to reassure themselves one more time and begin to speak in another language as the Spirit gives them the utterance. It's time to pray through again. I wish Sister Peggy was able to be here today. Maybe she's looking online. But I borrowed somehow. Sister Wilson and I were going somewhere. It was not a long trip, I think, to Louisiana and back. And Lee said, take my car. He wanted to do something for me all the time. Just wanted to help me. Just, just was a great friend. Just, just take my car. Well, I had a decent car, but Lee wanted me to take his. And he's bigger than me. So I took Lee's vehicle. Pastor, if you didn't know Lee, he would buy a brand new pickup and not, he had one vehicle. I wish he was here so I could talk to him directly. But, uh, but he, he had one forward vehicle that he ran, I think 240,000 miles without changing the oil. So here I am driving his, not an Acra, what's that other? Infinity, Infinity. is a big, nice SUV. And so here I am driving his SUV. Knowingly, I thought I might ought to check the oil. I checked the oil and it was below, I, uh, it was at the mark or below the ad mark. What do I do? If I hadn't have filled it up, who would have been responsible? Right? So I buy some oil and put in there. I don't even know if it was the right brand, but at least I got it over the mark. Come on, folks. I'm trying to tell somebody, you better get your oil light turned off. You better put you some oil in your vessel. 
You may, you're driving a barred vehicle. God just let you use this for a while. God just let you use this old tabernacle, this old tent we're dwelling in for a while. You better come on now because it's going to kill out one of these days. It's going to die some of these days. But I'm telling you, you better be filled with the Spirit. When you draw your last breath, you better be filled with the Spirit. Oh, Lord, I know this is old-time preaching, but I, that's all the kind I know right now. I'm telling you, the Bible said, without the Spirit of Christ. What would you say? Ye are none of his. Ye are none of his. Come on, sir. If you hadn't talked in tongues for a while, you ought to get, on, you ought to get down on your knees. Whatever you got to do to get the Holy Ghost. Come on, ma'am. You ought to get the Holy Ghost again. For without the, you better not die without the Holy Ghost. You better not die without being in operating level. Come on now. Pray through again. Somebody ought to pray through again. Paul to the Corinthians said, examine yourselves. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Whether ye be in the faith. If you don't know what the faith is, the Bible said there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Well, it was once delivered. I'm going to tell you something. If you want to know what it takes to be saved, just go look and see what the Bible said. They said, men and brethren, Acts 2, 36, 7, men and brethren, and 8. Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the plan of salvation. That's the faith. Somebody said, I've been baptized, and they said, name of the Father, and name of the Son, and name of the Holy Ghost. No, if it had been meant to say titles, he would have said titles only. But he said, name of the Father. He didn't say name Father, but name of the Father. It didn't say name son, not the name son, but the name of the son and the name of the Holy Ghost. The first message that was ever preached, Lord help us. The first message ever preached after Jesus gave the commission in Matthew 28, 19, Peter stood up with 11 and said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because... Woo! Because they knew what the name of the Father was. They knew what the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost was. It was Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, examine yourself to see whether you be in the faith. If you hadn't been baptized, come on. Come on down here on this snowy day and we'll baptize you. The Bible said in the only name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Acts 4, 12 said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. And then ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Time to check the oil today. Hebrews 12, 15 said, Look at, looking diligently, 
lest any man fail of the grace of God. My question is, how long has it been? Or maybe I should say, have you ever been truly filled with the Holy Ghost? Have you received? You say, well, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you received the Holy Ghost, he said, since ye believed? It's more than just believing and saying, I believe. Come on, when you fully believe, you'll receive the Holy Ghost as they did on the day of Pentecost. Come on now, I'm telling you. Oh, yes, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Have you ever been filled? Have you ever really truly believed? Come on now. When is the last time you talked in tongues? It's about time for the last trip of this hour. Come on, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. You don't need to take another minute without praying through to the Holy Ghost and knowing that you really, really got it. Can I tell you a little story about myself? I try not to tell off on myself too much, I guess, but I remember when I was a little boy, six years old, I was baptized in Jesus' name. And back in those days, it looked like you had to tarry for the Holy Ghost a long time. I knew one woman that prayed 16 years before she got it. You don't have to do that. But I tarried a whole year. And I can take you to the spot back there, Brother Bobby, and show you where I was praying when I supposedly had gotten the Holy Ghost. Probably did. I may have talked in tongues, but I was seven years old at that time. Six plus one is seven, right? Seven years old. And, and so, so there was a teenager on the other side over there that, 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 that got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, never been in church. He had had, he had had an evil life raising, perhaps. Mine was, you know, the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost all the time, so I didn't have no real bad sins, you know. And so, so but, but, but he got it, and they said, Steve got it. So I took it. Willie Stanton, somebody said, Willie, did you get the Holy Ghost? He said, they said I did. <laughs> Y'all remember Willie? Diane, you remember Willie? He was, he was a case on his own. I, I love Willie. But he said, they said I did. And they said I did. And so I accepted that, if you will. But I went on in my life to be, become a teenager and I thought, did I really get it? Without it, I can't be saved. The rapture's going to take place. You better know, boy. Whether you got it for yourself or not. And so I began to pray. I began to seek God. I can take you to the spot in Myrtle, Mississippi, up there in that old church across from the, uh, this side of the railroad track on the right. You know what I'm talking about? I can take you to that spot when they were having somebody was preaching. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. But I just knew I needed the Holy Ghost. I just knew I need. No, I, I know that I know that I know I got the Holy Ghost. I began to pray. I began to seek God after time and time again. And you know what? Oh, hallelujah. I'm just about to feel it one more time. And I got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. Why? Because I got to know. I got to know. I got it. I'm preaching to somebody here today. I'm preaching to somebody out yonder on internet land today. I'm telling you, you better know you got it. (laughs) 
I do know this. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all them that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Oh, God, 63.1, oh, God, thou art my God, Psalms. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Somebody ought to get thirsty today. 84, 2 of Psalms said, My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. John 7, 37 said, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If you really get the Holy Ghost, you'll talk in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I say this respectfully. I don't usually use a lot of denominational names, if you will, when I preach, but I, but I can say this with respect to the man. He visited here, a Methodist pastor. He told his, told his at, at, an, at a seminar to his students, he told them to shut down their recorders. Turn your recorders off. And when they did, he told them that this Pentecostal experience was real and they could have it. What are you saying? I'm saying it's real and you can have it. What, what else am I saying? You probably would be surprised how many people out yonder in the denominal world that's already talked in tongues but they're afraid to claim it among their brethren, if you will, because they know they could be Come on, excommunicated from there. Come on, I'm telling you, this is real and you can have it. Whether the Methodist preacher said it or not, the Bible said it's promised unto you and to your children and to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, Titus 3, 5, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and what? Come on, put that screen up. Put that one up there for me. And the renewing of the Holy Ghost. I got it. Maybe it's seven years old, but I got it again when I was a teenager. Come on. And I got a little touch of it a little while ago. Come on. Come on now, and I don't want to go long before I prove to myself that he's still with me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, his, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, Luke 241. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, talking about Jesus. And when they had fulfilled the days they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they supposing him to have been in the company when a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolks and acquaintances. What are you saying? They supposed he was there. We don't need any supposing. 
when it comes to life and death, we don't need to suppose. We need to know. When it comes to hell and heaven and eternity, we need to know for sure. They supposed he was there. I remember a time, it must have been in the, in the, in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, we were in national competition in uh, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, before it went to Knoxville. In Cincinnati, Ohio, Stephanie, my daughter, and Kim Stanton, Sister Diane's niece, is that right? Went to competition. We, we stopped at McDonald's on the way to the church to get a breakfast and get ready for the day. Somehow, Sister Louise and Brother Jackie in the van, if you will, and then we had our car and maybe other cars. They supposed that Stephanie and Kim was in our car and we supposed that they were in their car. Neither, they were in neither car. We got across Cincinnati. It seemed to me like it was north to south where that Carthage church was. Does that sound right? Anyway, it, it, we, we got down there and there was no Kim and there was no Stephanie. We franicked. Why? Because we supposed somebody else had it. I'm telling you, you better not suppose you got it. You better, you better look in the book and find out what I'm telling you is true. You better get this for sure yourself. Boys and girls, you better get this Holy Ghost yourself. Mama can't carry you to heaven. Daddy can't carry you to heaven. Come on, young adults. Your wife can't carry you. Your husband can't carry you. Come on, you better go. You got it for yourself. I'm preaching to somebody today. I just know the Holy Ghost is talking here today. How long has it been? since you felt him deep down in your heart. Ephesians 5, 18 said, be ye filled with the Spirit. I looked at the, the Greek word for filled a while ago. You know what it means? It means be full. <laughs> but I thought that's, that's that, you know, that, that's all it is. No. I looked at the definition and said, be crowned with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I remember Sister Mary Stanton. She could pick 300 pounds of cotton a day, but I guarantee you she didn't take time swapping bags out all day. She kept packing it down and packing it down. and pa That's a lot of cotton to pick. If you don't know it, try it someday. I'll take you out there and leave you for eight hours if you want me to somewhere. I can find you some cotton somewhere between here and New Orleans. But she crammed that bag full. Don't you imagine? What are you saying? God, give me the Holy Ghost and cram me full of it. Leave no place for the devil, the Bible said. Be ye filled with the Spirit. Full up, no vacancy, no room for pleasure that's against the truth, no room for sin that's against living for God. Be ye crammed, be ye filled with the Spirit. I heard a, an expression last night 
it said, we're running on fumes. So I got my dictionary, or I'm going to say Brother Google, but I don't think he's kin to us. Somewhere I looked and it said, what the running on fumes? I knew what it meant, but I want to see what their terminology was. Running on fumes. It was an expression used when driving a car and the needle is empty but still running. Let me tell you something, wives. You're going to have a hard time coming up with as good as mine is. But she got one. I'm not going to let her tell all my mistakes and all my flaws. But she just got one that I'm going to talk about. I mean, she just got one. <laughs> And that's leaving the car empty, driving it home, and leaving it when the needle is just right there at red. Husbands, am I need to preach to the husbands about this too? Is that, is that what you're saying? And there's been literally, literally times, if you will, when my car would get below it. It shows you to start with, you got 50 miles to drive. Okay. So I drive 50, I drive 30 miles, I got 20 miles, okay. And we've driven along and looking for a place to stop and sometimes we get out between, in, these, in, these, in between here in New Mexico, if you will, there's a few places, you better get it at the last, when you go through a town, you might near better get gas and fill up, am I right? And I've gotten down to where it says zero. And I'm thinking fumes, baby, fumes. And we're riding on fumes. I think one time in the Wilson Brothers Quartet, we literally coasted into the, into the service station. I'm telling you, I don't recommend that in the spirit realm. You better not stay out of church long. You better not stay out of church, period. You better not stay away from this altar long. You need to get back down here. Come on and start running on more than fumes. Come on, get that needle clocking to the other side over there. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to pray through right now. Somebody ought to talk in tongues right now. You can get the Holy Ghost wherever you are right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Junior Williams, Bonnie and Belinda, Dwayne, Glenn, who else? Is that all of them? Snowing today, so they're not, they're listening probably. But there's four, five, six of those kids. And, uh, and, and, and Junior was the youngest of them all, and he hadn't, had the, he hadn't gotten the Holy Ghost. So you know what one night he did? He got down beside his bed or beside the couch in his house and began to pray through to the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. Myron Cup, this must have been in the late, in the 70s, mid-70s perhaps. We were having candy rains like we still do. They're not wasted. Those times aren't wasted or our promotion. Myron Cup came. He had some little children. He came to camp meeting. I mean, to the uh, to the candy rain, and and he brought his children. Something got a hold of him. 
He come back later, got baptized in Jesus' name, hadn't had, got the Holy Ghost yet. You know what Myron Cup did? He got out under, in an, I think in an old car under a shade tree. I'm picturing it uh, uh, over here on Ford Hill or somewhere out in that area, maybe past it a little ways. I'm telling you, and, and Myron Cup began to get the Holy Ghost talking in tongues out there in that old car under that shade tree. I know where I'm going today. Come on, I had a friend I went to school with 12 years in school. One day he was coming from Tupelo, I think coming home. It may, it may have been actually going to Tupelo. Nevertheless, he pulled off on the side of the road and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God give the others. What are you saying? I'm saying wherever. Come on, wherever you are right now. Right now, don't take another chance of running out of gas. Don't take another chance of the rapture taking place. Don't take another chance. Come on. Come on and receive it right now. Lift your hands. Come on. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Come on. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's Come on. Let's pray to the place is shaken. Let's pray that somebody talks in tongues. Let's pray that somebody in their house calls up in a few minutes and says, I got it. 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 I all across North Mississippi, all around the world, wherever you are listening today, lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your voice. Just you and God or your family together, wherever it is, lift your hand and say, reassure me now, Lord, that I'm dying. Let me know one more time. How long has it been since your Pentecost? Have you ever had a Pentecost? If not, you ought to receive it now. Let me tell you one sure way to know how you can get it is repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive it. I promise you, you'll receive it. I promise you'll receive it. Hallelujah. 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 You provide the fire. I'll provide a sacrifice You pour out the Spirit I will open up inside Fill me up, God Fill me up, God Fill me up, God Fill me up Tell me, Lord, how long has it been? How long has it been? How long has it been?
Where's that joy? Renew that joy today. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. The joy of thy salvation. The joy of thy salvation. The joy of thy Yes. Come on, lift your hands all over the place. Receive it one more time. All over the place. All over the place. All over the place. Yes. Yes, receive it right now. Receive it right now. Yes, Lord. Receive it right now. Oh, it's tough talking weather in this place. Holy Ghost is in this house. Wherever you're hearing this word today, the word has brought the spirit with it. The word has brought the spirit with it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yes, 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 receive it, come on, come on, come on, with your hands lifted, receive it, receive it all over the house, receive it. Another language. It's not gonna be your language. It's gonna be another language. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, sleep in I've wasted time God gave me and so um, I got up early and another preacher that was there he got up early 
And so we went book shopping while the people that don't get up early were doing whatever it was they do. This, this, we went to a used bookstore downtown Chattanooga, and I was just looking through books, and a book caught my eye, Brother Wilson. And uh, it was called The Clockmaker's Handbook, The Clockmaker's Repair Handbook. And I'm not a clockmaker, but for some reason I looked and I opened the first, I opened the cover and on the very first page, the book said that almost all clock problems come from two issues. Number one, it's either dirty, the mechanism is dirty, or the mechanism needs oil. And he said, if you put oil on a dirty mechanism, it's just gonna gum up and the gears won't work right. So he said the first two steps before you have to worry about all the hard stuff, all the gears and all that other stuff, if you'll clean it and use good oil, it will, will repair almost all problems with the clock. I bought that book for one page. <laughs> Best dollar I spent in a long time. Let me just tell you, almost every problem a Christian has comes down to one of two issues. We need cleaned up, or we need oil. Or we need cleaned up, and we need oil. There's a reason the Bible says repent before it says be baptized and fill with the Holy Ghost. Because the first step is cleaning. So here's what we're gonna do right now. We're not gonna do a sinner's prayer that don't, that's, that's not in the Bible. But what we are gonna do is we're gonna have a season where we just say, God, help my heart to be right. And whatever it is that might be in your heart or your spirit, maybe you're carrying guilt from something from, from God knows what. The Bible said he is faithful and just to forgive. And so, God, I come before you today for myself because I can't repent for anybody else but me. But, God, I'm asking you to search my heart and see if there be any wicked way. I'm asking you, God, to try my reins and know me. I'm asking you, oh, God, to let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. I'm asking you, God, for forgiveness for anything in my life, in my attitude, my way of thinking, the way I've treated others, the things I've done, the things I've said, anything in my life at all, God, that's against your will. I can tell it's quiet right now, and I don't blame you for not wanting to pray all that stuff out loud. That's fine. God hears your prayer of repentance. God, I'm asking you to wash me, to cleanse me, God, with that precious blood God, I don't deserve forgiveness, but God, you chose to give it by your grace, so I'm gonna ask for it. I can't earn it, God, because I can't wash myself, but you said by your mercy and by your grace, God, that I could come to you and I could repent. So God, I lay my life before you. I'm not perfect. I've got issues, I've got trials, I've got faults and failures, oh God. But God, I'm asking you, Lord, in accordance to your word, to forgive me and to wash me and to cleanse me, oh God.
Come on, we're cleaning the gears right now. What we're doing is we're cleaning the gears. We're getting that old stuff out. Oh God, I pray, help me to serve you with a pure heart. Forgive me for the times I've transgressed your word and done what I knew I shouldn't have. Forgive me, God, for the things that I've allowed into my life that shouldn't be there. Wash me and cleanse me. Come on, let's do some praying right now. Oh God, search my heart. God, wash me, Lord Jesus. God, I'm not asking you to pour oil on dirt. I'm asking you to clean the dirt out of my heart so I can receive the oil that you're going to pour out. Oh God, in Jesus' name, now will you lift your hands to heaven and say, God, pour your oil on me one more time. Touch me with the fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let the oil of your spirit, come on, why don't you reach over and pray with somebody. Amen. Why don't you pray your brother through the Holy Ghost. Pray yourself through to the Holy Ghost. God, let the oil of your spirit, let it touch me one more time. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. For the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Come on, this is a tongue-talking church. You're not going to be out of place if you let the Holy Ghost baptize you one more time. Hey, the Father, our, our good Father will give the Holy Ghost to anybody that asks Him. That's what the Gospel said. He wants to give a good gift to you right now, and that's a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you ought to just speak it out so the devil can hear that God's touched you fresh with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh God, let the fresh anointing of your spirit flow. Thank you for your word today, God. Thank you for your word. How long since my personal Pentecost? Thank you, Bishop Wilson, for preaching. Can you give the man of God a good hand for obeying the Holy Ghost? Amen. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you if you will, be careful outside. The, uh, I, grew up, I grew up in months of snow, so it, it doesn't affect, it doesn't bother my thinking much, but I know we're not all used to it. And so uh, it's supposed to warm up. I don't know what. It, when, when I come over this morning, early, 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 it was just drizzling a little bit. And I, I didn't know it was snowing until I looked out later. But, but uh, be careful. Be safe. Amen. And God bless you. We will be having church if you can come. We're going to be having church tonight. Uh, if you can't, then I expect you to watch online at 630. God bless you. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name.